Welcome to Burning for Marriage. We're your hosts, and I'm Ryan. And I'm Christina. And we're the Sages. And guess what, guys? We're finally at the 10th episode Mm -hmm. of our entire podcast. We're so excited. And this is what a way to end like the first like the first 10 episodes. We're going to be talking mm-hmm. about some big topics today, something yep. that it's kind of hard to wrap your head around if it this is the first time you've heard about it, mm-hmm. but it's definitely just take it just take a little bit at a time. Um, take it with a grain of salt. Is that the, the phrase people say? Yes, people do say that. Yes. Okay. Well, take it with a grain of salt. And also, we just want to put a disclaimer out there that there is grace. We did not go to seminary school. No, we are we currently not. walking and learning this. Mm-hmm. Um, so we might not know every little detail. but and, Yeah, and this is based off our the information what our understanding is right now. Yeah. You know, we are not from a place that we think we know all, understand all. are, you know, the pinnacles of knowledge when it comes to this topic. But we just wanted to share it, kind of our experience through it, our understanding of it right now, because some people might not know about it at all. Yeah. And And so just to kind of talk about it. And just to show, too, like, to show how God has given us this much knowledge in such a short amount of time, especially with this topic. Mm -hmm. Because I think about where we were in July with this topic. Like I, I knew it, but I loosely used this word. I didn't understand the depth behind what we're going to be talking about today. And so just to see how, like when you are just diving into what what God is really, what God is trying to show you and receiving instead of just Mm -hmm. allowing him to be something that you claim, but you're not really, like, be, like you're talking about it, but you're not being about it. Yeah. Man, he does. Sorry. Sirens. We live in busy. We live on bu- a busy street. Yeah. But so any, so you might be sitting there wondering, what is this topic that keeps being referred to and not mentioned? <laughs> and if you might know, if you caught it on our last episode where we mentioned it at the end. So the topic is once generational curses, nah. Generational blessings. <laughs> yeah. So and so, so so it's going to be talking about generational curses, um, kind of generational sin, kind of how you can receive blessings um, through going against it. We're going to talk about soul ties a bit. We're going to talk about um, spirits of blank, whatever we kind of, there's a ton of spirits of blah, 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 blah. And mm-hmm. then we're going to obviously give you guys some feedback on, you know, what, what you could do to reflect and to repent and think about these things. So it's not just like all of this like negative stuff Yeah. and no like hope. Like, all right, there you go. But the beautiful beautiful thing that though um, sin travels and it travels from one generation to the other, and though, you know, not just our physical attributes travel, also the negative attributes and spiritual attributes travel. But the great thing is that's not the final say. Mm-hmm. Our God is great, greater. Jesus redeems us. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's so much good that is coming, guys. And so we're just excited to talk about this and to rip the Band-Aid off. So let's first discuss what a generational curse is and kind of just to have a better understanding for those of you who may have not heard this term or may just think it's something else. So a generational curse is believed to be passed down from one generation to another due to rebellion against God or sin against God in a way. If your family line is marked by divorce, incest, poverty, anger, other ungodly patterns, you're likely under a generational curse. 
The Bible says that these curses are tied to choices. Deuteronomy 30, verse 19 says we can either choose life and blessing or death and cursing. Mm -hmm. And I feel like this goes through throughout the Bible that there's constant reference to God gives us free will, that he has all these blessings, he has all these things that he wants and intends for us, but and we can choose that life and blessing, but we can just as easily choose our own death, curses, and suffering based off the sin that we're exposed to in the world. Yes. And that even speaks on, I didn't really think about the depth of this too, but this year specifically, it's even what we say, our tongues might be small. They're Mm -hmm. not, we don't really think like, what could our words, how could that have power over something? Yeah. I'm just one person. We're just saying, and sometimes when you even say like something as simple, like, you know, I could never, I could never be a leader like that. I could never uh, afford that. Even claiming those things like that, or my my husband is never going to be a man like that, or whatever mm-hmm. it is that you are putting curses. You're using your words. You're using your tongue to speak death about your life, your future, your circumstances. Mm-hmm. And so, how are you speaking over your life and your family and your future and your loved ones? Um, because our tongues are they carry a great amount of power. One thing with generational curses too is when I started learning about this, my head started spinning because mm-hmm. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm thinking about everything in my family that, um, you know, that didn't go well. We yeah. had a lot of messy stuff. Obviously we have free choice, free will. Right. And so I, I started spinning cause I was like, how am I supposed to know everything? And the right. thing is you don't need to know everything, mm-hmm. but if you look at if you look at your family, this is something that I read um, and kind of learned through a freedom group uh, conference I went to. Is first when you you recognize when you're recognizing a generational curse, um, first things first is to bring light to it. And to me, what was kind of recommended to me is to kind of look at my family and look at things that were common or things that we normalized. And so mm-hmm. for me. There was, there's been a lot of normalizing of like divorce, um, the men having affairs and leaving mm-hmm. or um, breaking up the family or drinking um, or gambling. So things like that, like those things were normalized and those are clearly sins, right? Even like gluttony, if I think yeah. about it, um, gluttony has been one that I've been seeing a lot. Um, so I'm seeing all those things and instead of like myself spinning and I might not struggle with those right now, mm-hmm. but if I don't claim freedom from those things, I'm going to then transfer those to Ryan and transfer those to my children, our future children. Um, so some questions that were when I went to this freedom conference, uh, when I would go up and receive prayer, some of the questions they were asking me and to kind of like get me to a place to think about it was, were you impacted by divorce, separation, or an affair? Have you ever lived with a significant other who you weren't married to? Were you impacted by abuse, drugs, alcohol, things like that? They started asking me these questions that I never knew where were like, were negative th- negative things that were holding me down. Mm-hmm. I just thought that they were just normal. Things, in, yeah, normalized. Yeah. You know, really thinking of what you might have normalized, whether if it's in your family, what you were exposed to, because then a lot of the people, as you go through things within your family, that you might 
kind of just kind of set it to the side. You kind of are just pushing through each day that you might not even be thinking about all of the trauma and things that you're experiencing that you're going through and how those could all be part of things that you endure, things that are normalized. Uh, Like I know in my family, it was kind of just like just a setting of like depression and things just within the house and kind of like drinking and just how we just kind of normalized those things. And it was kind of just like, oh, like a life sucks. This is just kind of what happens. And, you know, little did we know that this was just kind of creating an environment that we all just grew up in. We all just thought that we were just going to get old. Things were going to get miserable, Mm -hmm. that there was no good things coming for us. Might as well start drinking and hating things now. Yeah. Like, because this is, that was just the environment we grew up in. And so that was why I could never relate to people who, you know, had so much more joy and happiness and were excited for things because yeah. and I just wasn't around that. So I was just like, for what? Yeah. And, and, and that kind of goes, that kind of pairs with like speaking, speaking life or speaking death and yeah. like how our tongues have pow- so much power. Mm-hmm. Um, because whatever you're focusing on, if you're focusing on depression or if you're focusing on, and that's not to say we're going to talk about spirits, um, next, but that's not to say that we're belittling that and how much heaviness that is. Mm-hmm. Ryan struggled with depression for years and still has bits and spurs of it to this day. Yeah. But if we chose to focus on just Ryan's depression or my anxiety, that we would not have room to focus on God. What are you, what are you putting, what are you prioritizing in your mind? Yeah. Are you prior and what you're speaking about? Are you prioritizing speaking down about your situation? And I would even say like, not only what you're thinking, because even what you think to yourself, Mm -hmm. because what you think to yourself is what you're speaking to yourself. Yeah. Because there was so often that I may have not always, because I'm just not a very verbal person all the time that, but what I was, those thoughts I was keeping to myself or saying to myself that I was just kind of downing situations, just kind of, um, you know, lo- always looking at the negative side of things. I was, without even really thinking about it, speaking that into my mind, speaking that into existence for me. Yeah. Because I was just starting to believe my own thoughts, believing those things. And it wasn't something I actively was trying to do. But it just shows that, you know, the power of your tongue, the power of your thoughts to yourself and your situation can really impact yeah. like what you feel and experience and go through. Yep. And so like that kind of leads to our next little part that we want to define is just um, we're not we don't want to focus on demonic spirits, but mm-hmm. when you are walking and you are tackling generational curses, you are also going to have to be knowledgeable. It is I know that I grew up and it was like we, this was this was something we talked about. It wasn't something we feared. We knew that um, I remember my grandma, you know, praying, waking up in the middle of the night and praying for us because she felt the spirit of fear on someone or felt the spirit of depression on someone. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just knowing that, and I never really belie- believed it as clearly as I do today. Um, and one of the areas I wanted to talk about is the spirit of anxiety. And I know that I'm not, not claiming that mental health is not a real thing. It is, yeah. but 
could it be that there is because of there's that because there's sin in the world, there's also struggles with mental health because in in our promised land in heaven, we will not have anxiety, we will not have depression, mm-hmm. we will not have bipolarism and all of these things, right? But because there's sin in the world, we have that. Yeah. And that's because Satan is dwelling in this place, even though that, and so if we just, if we don't acknowledge that he's dwelling in our thoughts and dwelling in our space, Mm -hmm. then he's claiming that as his territory. And so one thing that I kind of spoke about was the spirit of anxiety. Um, I struggled with anxiety for years Mm -hmm. and I do not remember minus what that health scare we had last week. Um, Minus that health scare. I do not remember the last time I had a full-blown anxiety attack. And I used to have anxiety attacks like, or not be able to sleep because of anxiety almost every single day. Yeah. Um, But when I claimed it and uh, spoke against it and claimed it for what it was, and I would, in Jesus' name, I would speak against it because I know my God was greater. And Mm -hmm. I would say, God, this is your domain. This is not the devil's anymore. This is yours. Whatever's attached to me is no longer attached to me in Jesus name. And just claiming it. It's not, it's not this intricate thing. It's just like Mm -hmm. claiming the simplicity that our God is greater and that is his. Um, And I've just had to keep saying it and keep saying it and keep saying it until I continue continuously felt more free, more free, more free. And I think in addition to that, I, w- I even think of it as like, so not only, so yes, obviously mental health is a thing. It is something that a lot of people that there are, you know, severe cases and people with imbalances. But I think too, you look at all the things that go into it because anxiety and depression and things like that don't just form overnight. Yeah. They don't just form from one thing happening. What's the root? Yeah. It is like what things are all contributing to it. And the more things that contribute to it that you start to surrender to God, you start to notice those things get better. I think of you, Christina. Mm-hmm. I think of all the things that made you anxious. That yeah, because that's so true. And that's something, too, is that we are children of God and that that's how we should be defining ourselves, that anxiety does not define who you are because you're wow. still a child of yes. God. I'm not just someone who's depressed. Yeah. I'm like someone... And so you have feelings of anxious. I have feelings of depression. But that does not define who we are. Yeah. But side note. But it's that, not a period. Yeah, where, it, it's not a statement that yeah. that's who you are. Like I remember, I think I forgot what book we read that was in. That was like when we go to heaven, like God wouldn't introduce you as oh here's here, Ryan, the here, here here's student. here's my depressed son Ryan, <laughs> and everything. Like he's gonna be like no, this is a child of mine, and yeah. like he's not gonna reference those things. But when you look at the roots of what caused you to be anxious Mm -hmm. was it things with family was it things with work was it things with you and i was it all these things that rooted in once you started surrendering more and more of each of those areas a lot of that was lifted i look at what was causing my depression was you know i look at love my family but you know being in the spirit that my family was in because of what i grew up around because of the tie and that pornography and my addiction had on me mm-hmm. that all the impacts that that was having on me um just some of the things i was feeding my spirit whether if it was music culture yeah. all those things and once i started surrendering more of those things once yeah. i started just 
being like, God, like I can't handle this Amen. by myself. I need to just let these things, I need, I'm bringing them before you. Yes. It doesn't mean that the, the depression's gone entirely. It doesn't mean that I don't have days where I don't feel it sometimes. And sometimes that's just the enemy trying to fight yes. to win you over again. Yeah. And, but just to know that it's like, but that's where you can make those surrenders to eventually like lessen that. And yeah. And, and I think too, just, you don't have to focus on what specifically it is in life. There's so many spirits, spirit of uh, deception, fear, insecurity, pride, death. Okay. Anything that's sin, right? Spirit of gluttony, spirit of, uh, unforgiveness, bitterness, Okay. All of these things, you could sit and think about those things, but don't think about them way too long because Mm -hmm. that then, then you're entertaining the demonic spirits and we're trying to fight to get, we're, we're trying to stand against them. We are standing against them. And so instead focus on Jesus, focus on when you claim his name over your life. And when he is residing in you as a child, as a daughter, as a son in Christ, that you walk in authority because he has given you authority Mm -hmm. and that any room that you walk into, you can walk into with confidence because God is within you. Um, and you can just continuously thank him for that freedom. So Mm -hmm. don't wallow in all of these things that you could be, that could be attached to you right now because Our God is so much greater than that. And in time and in the right season, God will reveal those things naturally to you, little by little. God revealed those to me month by month. It wasn't all at once. There were little things as I was walking my walk and as Ryan was walking his walk, God was, our hearts were being refined. And so then those areas were brought to the surface that we used to normalize, but now didn't sit right with us anymore. Um, they caused our spirit to be, our spirit to be moved, our spirit to be uncomfortable, and we started to feel weirdness about certain things. So it's not to say that this is all going to happen super fast, and that you have to have all the answers right now. God's going to give it to you. And and this is by no means just kind of a you know, hey man, just change your mindset and get over it kind of speech, yeah. because we know that this is not. This it doesn't did not happen, take this overnight. Yeah, this did not happen over a couple of days. This did not happen just over a couple of weeks. This is just something to constantly work towards. And honestly, that we're still working towards. You know, yeah. we even sit down and have moments where we talk of where, you know, we might have like kind of like, hey, like this week, I kind of let these things back yeah. in. Mm-hmm. And I kind of like didn't prioritize God this week. I yeah. didn't you know, make that my center. And then we kind of realized that maybe that was why I felt more anxious this week. Maybe yeah. that was why I was feeling a certain way this week. Yeah. And so just being um, aware of that, uh, and like, yeah, because this, it's not going to happen overnight. This is not a, you know, get better quick yeah. thing. This is just, this is talking about a process to take yeah. of every day thinking of and doing these things. Yeah, and honestly, just to see that this did, like Ryan said, did not happen overnight. Like we, mm-hmm. when we decided that we were going to work um, and, bur- you know, work on burning for our marriage, right, and mm-hmm. walking through the fire, we did not sit here and think, okay, we are going to slay generational curses and sins in the name of Jesus, any spirit. We were not there from day yeah, no. one. But this whole process, we're at 48? 48 weeks. 48 weeks. This whole process, God has been chipping away at our hearts and made us more confident in the way that we're speaking mm-hmm. about each other, speaking over our relationship, speaking on what God is planning for us. Like, 
there's something about that Holy Spirit confidence that makes no sense, guys. It makes no sense. We we are the most crazy, silly. Um, I we're not we're not all that. Like we don't we're we're we no, didn't go like to we, seminary yeah, school. Like we, we would not look at us and, and think that we're any kind of like special or crazy different but relationship. But that's just Jesus flowing in us and us being mm-hmm. like Holy Spirit. Not only are we we asking you to take. To, not only are we asking you to come, but we're receiving you today. We're receiving mm-hmm. you, and it's his words, it's not ours. And so, yeah, we just don't, don't list. Uh, there might be all types of listeners right now. There might be a listener who's much more mature and long, down, long road down in their faith. And there might be someone who's listening who's like, uh, I'm never going to be like that. And I challenge you to just have openness today. Have yeah. openness uh, openness as we're talking. Um, just ask God to just like, God, what are you what do you want me to have? What do you want what do you want me to listen to? What do you want me mm-hmm. to hold on to? What do you want me to look into? What 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 are you challenging me with today? And and even just for some of this to just kind of sit and like pray over because, you know, when Christine and I were dating and even engaged, even early in our marriage mm-hmm. that like, you know, she would mention things of generational curses and all of these things. And because I was not in like really a serious, like spiritual walk with God. Mm-hmm. So like, I had like no idea what she was talking yeah, about. You were, and you and I was, I was like, crazy. like, I thought it was like, <laughs> like, I was like curses, like taboo. Like I was like, I was, I didn't understand. So, and if you're at that place too, and that's like totally understandable, I was there not even like a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. but just to really just let it sit with you, what, you know, God might be trying to say to you, speak to you, and it may not even be for you. It may be for your family, maybe someone, you know, who kind of speaks about things within their family yeah. that they're experiencing. Yeah. And um, Exactly. And it's like, it's just, it's just, God wants us to be in a place to receive. You mm-hmm. just want, if you're in a place to receive, you're going to get something today. Um, we also wanted to talk about soul ties mm-hmm. and I learned, I just learned about this. And so me too. So this is one that we are still learning about. Um, I went to this conference earlier this month and it just, I came back and it just shook me guys. Yeah. It really shook me to my core in all the good ways. I felt like you know, when you're peeling an onion, I felt like every lesson we learned and every time I went up for prayer, my onion peel was just peeling one piece after the next. And I realized that I was getting all of, I was feeling more free, more alive. I felt like I could breathe for the first time. Mm -hmm. And so one of the topics we talked about was soul ties and it was linked to the topic about purity. And I, I immediately clenched up because I was like, I don't have... I didn't struggle with purity. Ryan did. It wasn't me. And I started to get prideful, which is already spirit of pride. Okay. But I didn't see it like that because I was just like, I'm such a good Christian. Like, I don't struggle with purity. (laughs) Like, um, I am such a great daughter of, I waited till marriage, right? But then all of a sudden I'm hearing this talk and then they did this representation of what soul ties were. Um, And soul ties is just an ungodly connection between two people. And so that's a very simple way to put it. So what they did is they had a man and a woman um, go before them on a stage, and we saw them. And the man um, was had dated before and was intimate with a few women before marriage. The woman wasn't as well. And then one of the one of the people that the woman was intimate with also had a porn addiction. 
And so then that person had like 60 people attached to him, but that was still attached to her. And then she was attached to her now husband and they were experiencing this like this just problem with purity and not feeling this oneness. Mm -hmm. Um, Because when you, when you're, you know, when you have sex with your partner, there is a transfer happening, right? Mm -hmm. That oneness is happening. And so when I saw this for the first time, I really saw like, wow, like Ryan's and not even, not just Ryan's, even like stuff that we worked, like we had to, we had to walk through as a couple um, because of his addiction and like my boundaries being pushed or his boundaries being pushed. um, I had to like really like repent on that as well Mm -hmm. because I was, I also brought that into our marriage. Yeah. And just, and then when she told me about this visual and just because I always heard soul ties and I just never really got a clear image and picture of what it was. But for instance, so when I, would watch and for those who watch like pornography that you think of it as for anyone you might have watched anything you might have seen that you are now taking you have like a connection to them because it's like an ungodly connection to that person even though it might just you might think oh it's just a video it's just Mm -hmm. something you watch but that's something that like you know god didn't intend for pornography to be a thing that was not something he put in the world that was something that the world and sin created and so that is the connection that you're forming with each video, each person, each thing connected to it. And now, now that that's a tie to you, which one explains, it makes sense to me in a visual way of why I felt heavy, like yeah. all the time. Yeah. And, and it was just, and it, I and it felt didn't, heavy. Yeah. And Christina felt heavy too. And she was kind of like, I, I didn't even do anything. Like what's like, why yeah. am I feeling it? And so just to think of, how I was not only dragging all those like people and those soul ties with me, but then I was dragging that into my marriage. I was dragging that to Christina because then when we became one, when we were intimate, mm-hmm. when we had that exchange, and then that was something I was bringing to Any kind yeah. of dominating relationship or unhealthy relationship, especially one that involves control or manipulation, can create a soul tie. Yeah. And for me, do you know what pornography is? Control. Yeah. Because you can control when you receive pleasure. It's based off stimulation oh, yeah. that you yeah. that you want to receive. It wants to be on your time whenever you want it. And so it's like, so that was a soul tie to me. And it's just another way to see it as just it was a way of me to control it mm. and everything. Because it wasn't like I would never I didn't even think about that. I would never describe it as like, oh, like, yeah, I have a relationship with pornography. Like, even though I did, mm-hmm. but I would never define it as that. That's like a really great but, point. Yeah. But it's just it's a sense of yeah. control. It's a sense of I was able to decide it. And it made it hard for me, I think, other times to, you know, for instance, you and I had like our issues and mm-hmm. everything because like I had this thing that I could just control yeah. whenever I wanted. Like I can't control you, yeah. but I was like, well, I have this that yeah. I can. But so this is, is just an example of, but like, and yeah. that's, and that was that for me. And it could be, you know, something that you have with, have had with like past partners that maybe mm. you might've been intimate with, you know, before marriage or after and yeah or even like previous relationships like that control or manipulation piece like it could even be with like a friendship or Mm -hmm. like some type of toxic friendship and things that you don't even realize and so like this is why we wanted to talk about these these certain you know 
the demonic spirits. We want to talk about generational curses. We want to talk about soul ties because as you're forming this relationship, as you're either married right now or you're engaged or you want to get married, whatever mm-hmm. it is, or you're dating, these are things to think about so that you, not to not to point the finger at Ryan and be like, Ryan, you've right. got to work on this, this, and this, and this. Yeah. It's not about that. It's you to have that vertical, vertical relationship with God and be like, God, where can you refine me? Mm-hmm. Where can I continue to walk in freedom? How can I get to a place where I feel so free? I know it's coming. Um, so that when you get to the point where you are engaged or you get to the point when you are getting married, mm-hmm. you're not bringing this into your marriage. You are free from it. And though you might... Or you might be walking where Ryan and I had to, and we had to navigate some ugly waters (laughs) and some big waves, which with anything, God can redeem and it's possible, but it would be way easier if you could just work on it right now, wherever you are, um, whether you're just dating and not point the finger at your partner, but really point the finger back at you. Yeah. And I think just, and there's, it's great that God's provided a way for us to communicate with him and that's Mm -hmm. through prayer. And there's just a way to think of it, like when you think about soul ties of, because not only I had to pray and just to want a disconnection from the soul ties that I had and brought into the marriage, and I was like speaking and asking that of God, but Christina had to as well, Mm -hmm. because me bringing those soul ties into our marriage she was also now attached to them mm-hmm. because we are one. Yeah. And so, you know, so she as well had to, you know, ask God to, for a release from those soul ties because, you know, even just set something like separately from her. Yep. And the same can be said, you know, how we talked about generational curses beforehand. It's the same way that, you know, you may not, especially you may not know your family well. You might may not know the history of your family you know, I know for me, I always just, I only know my, like, you know, ex- like close family, mm-hmm. but I don't know much of my extended family. A lot of them passed before I was born. Yeah. So it's like, so I have no idea what kind of sins and things they might have been a part of, but just going and asking God that it's like, I just want to ask for forgiveness for all the sins that my family and ancestors might have done before me. Yeah. Be- just and that then, repentance. Yeah. Because God doesn't, God doesn't want you to experience or feel any of those things that and it's not happened either. Yeah, and it's not for condemnation of what your dad did or yeah. what Ryan did. It's not about that. It's about just that that piece of conviction then asking God for repentance, and then mm-hmm. you no longer have to walk with that anymore. It is mm-hmm. no longer attached to you anymore. There is something so amazing. Just being like, God, I no longer gratify the cravings of my old sinful nature. My body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. My body may be weak, but my spirit is willing. I'm never tempted beyond what I can bear because God always, always provides a way out. Mm -hmm. Claiming that over your life in all areas, every single day, in all of those things, those generational curses, whatever it could be, that's temporary. It is. Yeah. It does not have to be lifelong. It does not have to be eternity. Mm-hmm. So, oof, I'm getting fired up. <laughs> I need to chill out. To go along with everything we've talked about is one of the main things that I, you know, we would just advise is just like getting in God's word, mm-hmm. spending time with it, and look like you know we've said this in previous episodes before. You may not understand everything the first like read through because I know certainly I don't. Yeah, and. 
and everything, but just to spend time with it, sit and pray of what, you know, God wants you to receive Mm -hmm. in those messages, in those words, and, and eventually just to obviously read the whole Bible, but yeah, just to really receive what God wants to pour into you. And because, I mean, honestly, I think the Bible's special in a way that it's like, no matter how many times you read it, and different scriptures, different things will stick out to you in different seasons. Yeah, absolutely. And so I think, you know, you may read something and you may think that you may never have to go back and read it again, but you may pick up something completely different mm-hmm. that God has for you now yep. in the season you're in than he did five years ago. Amen. And so... And if I can just speak bluntly too, I would say speaking directly to the husbands, and maybe you can speak to the wives, but I would say speaking directly to the husbands, to the boyfriends, to the I'm, I'm about to propose, people, wherever you are, the men, I would say it's about time you crack open that Bible and you grab your lady, you grab your woman and Mm -hmm. you, you initiate being a fervent man of God. Um, because we, one of the biggest things that I hear in relationships right now is that women are craving for their men to crave the Lord. And though, you know, we need to point the finger back at us and we need to crave the Lord, but man, if you guys if you guys could just think about like all the things we talked about with generational sins, mm-hmm. um, soul ties, and you could armor up and you can be a fervent prayer warrior about it, and you could go to your war room, pray about it, be about it, talk about it. Um, you know, man, your relationship will be ignited in a whole in a whole another world. And it's, it will just spark. And, and I think, and then I'm me speaking to you know the the women. The whether well, if it's the the wives, the girlfriends, the ones being proposed to, mm-hmm. and just all the women might be listening to this is that if you are encouraging your man to spend time in his word as well as that you are and to have a walk with God, they're a man that might have never had a relationship with God. They are not going to get to where you are in your walk. This isn't going to be a microwave process for the man, Mm -hmm. especially because I always felt so inferior because I felt like I didn't know a -hmm. lot compared to Christina. So it made, it it was very intimidating. I felt like I was always behind. I felt like, oh, I just didn't understand Mm because in my head, in a competitive man head, like I felt like, oh, I had to catch up. Mm -hmm. I felt like I had to get to where she was. And instead, by doing that, I was ignoring the walk I was supposed to take mm-hmm. and take my time getting to yep. where God wanted me to walk through because I was trying to do Christina's walk. In those moments where you know you want your man to be doing all these different things, just know that God has a plan for him. God has, he's going he's gonna to move their feet one in front of the other on the right path that he wants them to take. And now he's going to speak into them. Yeah. And so I guess, because being being that patient, being with them, just being understanding as they're trying to, you know, get used to it, but still encouraging them. Mm -hmm. Because I know as Christina's done that for me, it just creates such a safe environment that I Mm -hmm. want to learn more. I want to read more and like talk to her about it because I don't ever feel like that I'm judged when I don't understand something Mm -hmm. or when I... You know, I we did a read a Bible reading plan together at one point, and there was a couple times that I was like a day or two late on some of them, and it was never a feeling of like guilt, you know, because I didn't do it because you know we just kind of understanding of where we're at, and so I think just really being compassionate about where they are in their walk, yeah, because they want to be there for yeah. you, yeah, and ultimately, like we are not 
the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Teresa always says that. I'm not the Holy Spirit, and I'm not. Uh, I'm not my husband's Holy Spirit. It's so yeah. true. I'm not Ryan's Holy Spirit. I tried to be for so long, and it doesn't work because we're not the Holy Spirit. Yeah, you can't um, you can't move them how God want, is going and how the Holy Spirit will move them. Yeah, and so yeah, I honestly just keep hearing the word relinquish and refine. So guys. That is where we're going to leave you guys. Um, We definitely are going to take some time to really go back to our drawing board. We have already Mm -hmm. episodes ready planned, but we just need some time to just be in prayer. And we're so excited that Mm -hmm. we got 10 episodes. And just to reflect on the fact that we're almost... Almost to our um, one-year anniversary of being... Of our walk. Of our walk, of being completely free. Mm -hmm. And just to see what God has done in one year, we just really wanted to take time to just yeah, kind of just sit we, with that and just be husband and wife. And and, and we want to, and taking this time to just not only pray to be with God, because even though we have an outline of what we want to talk about, God might be telling us mm-hmm. that there's something else that we Amen. need to talk about, that there needs something else to come up, that he might be speaking to us during that time. Yep. And as well, just to... Uh, Christina and I to take that time to just kind of grow with one another. Amen. Because, you know, we don't want to be a marriage podcast that doesn't work on our marriage and talks to you guys. So we have to make sure that we're We're spending time in our marriage so that way we can best talk to you guys about marriages. Yep. So guys, thank you so much for tuning in. And we just always stress if you guys have not yet left a review, please do that on Mm -hmm. any platform that you're listening on. We appreciate it. It helps us get our uh, podcast up and out there. So leaving a review, rating it, that will be so helpful. Even sharing it on Facebook, Instagram, whatever you're on. That is awesome because that shares our our episodes with your network. And that's Mm -hmm. new people that have not been exposed to the podcast yet. So thank you for doing that. We are literally just so grateful for that because that is the best way to get this podcast out is through you guys and through you guys sharing it. Um, because you guys know more people than we do, right? Yeah, absolutely. I don't know very many at all. so. (laughs) So anyway, thank you guys for tuning in and we will talk to you guys soon. We'll see you when we return. Peace. Peace. Burning for me.